thing. Okay. You're good? Oh, third time really is the charm. Okay. Hey, fellas. Welcome back. I'm not going to trust this for like five minutes. Okay. And then I'm just going to... This recording? I'm like worried now, but it's fine. I believe in you. If you're not worried... Don't be anxious. If you... Sweetie. Clary, if you're not anxious, I definitely shouldn't be. I've literally never been anxious in my life. (laughs) You are the calmest, level-headed person I know. That's what they always say about me. Yeah. I really keep the vibes chill and relaxed. Yeah, usually when I enter a room full of strangers, they're like, I just loved your calm demeanor. Remember when they said that when I worked at Beep Wax? Oh my God, wait, I do. She was like, I just love how calm and chill you are. And I'm like, yeah, girl, we're working in the industry of pussy waxing. I answer the phone and say, yeah, can you come in at 930? It's not rocket science. Like what? Of course I'm chill. None of this matters. Eat shit. Sorry. I'm like still so pissed about that job. Clearly. I... Um... I, I, we've definitely explored this topic before, but it's, it, it's just that oh, this bad. whole like subculture of service industry jobs and people treating that job with the same ser- seriousness that like, oh, I have white, a theory, I have a theory, the, like, I have a theory. White collar suit fucking jobs do like executives. Okay. Here's my theory. Especially when you're working at a place that is, like, more of a luxury. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't say that getting your puss waxed is, like, a necessity or, like, a God-given right. That place definitely tries. So, I can, I've, got, I've gotten my back waxed there. And it definitely, mm-hmm. it definitely is trying to give off, a, like, a high-end vibe. I mean, but, yeah, like, just in general, like, hair removal is a luxury, a luxury I would yeah. say. As is. I don't know. Wine tasting as is. You know? I feel like it's a luxury when I pluck all my ingrown pubes in a moment of like manic anxiety, except for I don't have anxiety. But like that's what I imagine. If I did that, you know what I mean? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, That was kind of like a character I was testing out. Because once again, uh, I'm cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. But my theory is that like these kind of. I mean, it's not the same as, like, designer, designer, or, like, luxury cars, but it is still, like, non-necessity luxury. I mean, I'm not working at a fucking, like, urgent care. Like, it is not, you know what I mean? I'm not working for, like, a low-income dentist office, for example. (laughs) But it's almost like because the demographic, okay, the demographic that you're catering to to are people with, like... Where we service your teeth and your teeth only. You're the only client in the building at one time. We reserve the whole space just for you. (gasps) What if we had had a teeth podcast when people write in their tooth issues and we told them how to fix it? Yeah, I'm just like, okay, so you want to get some floss and just like tie as much as you can around the tooth and then attach it to a doorknob. And then then yank. And then attach a leash to the door and then throw it. Uh, to your dog specifically, right? <laughs> and then throw a toy, and then that too, you won't even feel it gone. That never worked for me. I tried to do the like slamming the door shut thing, and it didn't work. Oh, you did? I never. Yeah, I these never, things were I, in I, my I'm, fucking head. I'm still so like, I have like a low pain tolerance. I was gonna say pain phobic. <laughs> Not the pain phobia. My internalized pain. <laughs> Oh, 
my god. Maybe as a way to work through that, you could try to pull some of your own teeth. Oh god. So like I like my dad definitely would have suggested something like that. And I and I can specifically remember being like seven or whatever with this like tooth that just wouldn't come out but was like so painful and just like hanging on like nearly headless Nick. And your dad served you a piece of quiche and he was like, bite into this. It's nice and soft for your wiggly tooth. But there was like a lump of coal or like a bullet shell or in there or something and you bit down on it. But there's actually your tooth went flying. There's a little mouse in there and it and your dad's eating (laughs) a little piece of cheese bite. And it'll stop it. And the quiche mouse. Oh my god. The quiche mouse comes out and rips your tooth out. I'm like, With a mouth you had a weird, weird childhood. When I, no, did you never do the mouthful of quiche method? Where you stuff your face with quiche and then you put a mouse into your mouth and it'll get the tooth eventually. It's not going to discriminate that and like the crust. No, I didn't have that. My parents did force feed me quiche before every dentist or orthodontist appointment. They just said it was like mandatory. I had to have quiche like compact in every tooth. Did you experience that too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like Okay, back to what I, I was got saying. Anxious and I got anxious and I didn't know how to continue the bit and I was like, I better just say no. I better just I can't yes and this. <laughs> Nick's anxiety is ruining our podcast. <laughs> this is the episode that does us in. Oh my god. Seventy two is a pretty okay. cool number. Like I was will we make it to a hundred? Who knows? Like I was it gets saying, further away the closer we get. No, I know. A hundred felt near at like episode forty, and now it feels like no. When we got to ten, we live to see it. When we got to ten, I was like, okay, so we just need to do that ten times, and that was so easy. We've done it six times. Wrong. We've done it six times. Anyway, as I was saying, I feel like as these more luxury services and experiences, if you will. They're catering to people who have more disposable income Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so it seems like they want to raise this like experience to be like some nice luxury high-end thing. So management is pushing this like suck the customer's ass and like bend over backwards so it makes like the guest experience while the customer is starting to care less and less and less and less and they just want to come in and get their butthole waxed and do not care about the like connection and the relationship and that's obviously like a generalization and there are like exceptions to this rule but this is just what I've noticed in like I feel like I'm a pretty decent like person to have insight on this like to stand on with this stuff thank you because from starting in like pre-pandemic 2015 retail at Banana Republic, which isn't like cheap. I mean, we were definitely catering to more of a like people who are willing older, to spend money on clothes. Yeah, an older demographic of people who like were willing to spend sixty dollars on a top, like whatever. And I think like a lot <laughs> of that customer base. No, literally, girl, pff, don't fucking talk girl, to me. Half of my, <laughs> literally half of my wardrobe is Banana Republic, and then like forty percent is J Crew, and it's like. It's like kind of absurd. What's it like to still have clothes from a job you worked at? I wouldn't know. I watched a little haul I did two years ago when I worked at Buffalo. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. It's already cycled out and gone. I'm like, oh, those are cute shoes. (laughs) Should have kept them. That's so crazy. But I feel like 
that time, like 2015, 2016, even 2017, mm-hmm. was like the real decline of that and like the rise of online shopping and like people didn't care about that experience as much. And like those people are getting older and like dying off. People no, like my my grandma who like want to go somewhere and be catered to are fewer and far between. And now the people with that disposable income are like not like dicks who don't want to like talk to the lowly girl not allowed to read a book at the front desk of Urban Wax. But they just don't like need that. They don't need to be like spoon fed this weird fake and gay customer experience. And so it does like baffle me that you're being like forced to do this like weird song and dance and like die for the company bullshit when you're a getting paid poverty wages and b the customers don't even really like it. Like not every job is like fucking Westworld. Like <laughs> you don't need, like. <laughs> I've, okay, this actually just came to, to mind. It doesn't need to, like, unless you're going into fucking tom ford or whatever like when i go into like last time i went to vegas when nick's spending his disposable income at tom ford when i'm spending my patreon earnings (laughs) not on gas (laughs) on survivals (laughs) (laughs) on keeping the fucking lights on on providing for my wife and child dan um (laughs) <laughs> no like okay well two years ago i was in vegas we were broken up um i was in vegas and <laughs> not with you and <laughs> next time vegas wouldn't be right. <laughs> so <laughs> i was in vegas and visiting my friend who lived there and i like went to tom ford and like when you walk into a place like that you're gonna have like a person come up to you fairly quick. It's like there's like a reception desk, like you know, like at the front. Yeah, like, that's expected. And like I think at like essentially every other tier of retail, like not at that like level, like the Gucci level. Like you just need to be like friendly, personable, and like knowledgeable about the product but you don't need you don't you're not like you're not like a fucking disney guide okay well in the same way that i feel like you can't like teach (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you can't teach good acting but that's like my hottest of hot takes so i don't know why i was gonna use that as like my example but But i feel like you can't you can't fuck yeah let's get into it (laughs) i don't think that you can teach People, I guess you can only teach up to an extent how to like read other people's social cues and conversational cues and the people who like stay in retail. And I'm using that as an umbrella term, like hospitality falls under that long enough. I feel like you're all like a little cuckoo in the brain and perhaps not the greatest at these social interactions and have like developed these weird formulaic like And if you greet them within 0.2 seconds of entering the vicinity and offer them a cup of jelly beans and a hot coffee, they will have to do this. And then if you make sure you make eye contact for five seconds, but no more than 10, but no less than 12, like it's like this crazy formula made by people who don't actually know how to like 
have normal social interactions. And then you get fucking yelled at me for like trying to be personable outside of their guidelines within reason. I'm not like blowing customers within eyesight of my management. Yeah, within eyesight. But exactly. (laughs) And so I feel like that's something I've always struggled with is being told that I'm like doing it wrong mm-hmm. when I'm like, can you just can you just let me fucking be? For a fucking example, this came to mind recently and I'm putting him on blast because no one that was involved with this even fucking works there anymore. Although I'm sure it's like so much worse. But at Buffalo, they showed us this video. Oh my God, this is such a stupid story. I'm so ready. <laughs> Things were dark in Clary's little world, like really like plummeting down in the depths. And... We were shown this video at a meeting that was, I wish I could remember what it was called. It was about how to like play at work and how to like have fun with the customer. And don't have fun with me. Don't have fun with me. Our job is not a party. When I worked at anthropology and they said, (laughs) so we like to think that this is a party and the person who just walked in is our VIP guest. And I'm like, what hell? You're like, what is this? We. What hellhole middle-aged sorority have I entered? Okay, it's about to get so much worse, though. So we watched this training video about... um, It's, like, set at the... What's it called? The Seattle, like, Pike Place Market. It's a fish booth. I feel like it's, like, late 80s, early 90s. And it's about this, like, group of people that work there and how they, like, play around with the customer and with each other. And they're, like, throwing fish back and forth. And I feel like it's called fish. I could have made that up. But it's just all about like not taking it too seriously. And I was like, damn, I've been fucking saying this. Like, this is not serious. Once again, we are working in retail. We're working in used retail. Mind you, these are old, dirty, crusty fucking clothes we're touching. This is not serious. So literally later that day. Oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. Later that day. I have a question about cigarettes. Just remind me to ask you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Because I might forget. Okay. Thanks. So later that day, I'm working at the register. And I had, like, found this shirt that I kind of thought was cute. But also was kind of giving, like, 1800s peasant vibes. And I've been joking with my coworkers that I'm like, it kind of looks like something an orphan would wear. And I've been getting so much repeated feedback. Like, I'm thinking, like, little Orphan Annie. Like, Oliver, please, I want some more. I wasn't making a comment about modern orphanages. You can literally see where this is going. Um, I've been getting relentless feedback. Like they were down my fucking throat and up my ass at the same time about how I needed to like be more engaging and like talk to customers more. And I'm like, what if I slip my wrist in front of all of you here and now and bleed out in the sales floor? Like you are driving me to the fucking brink. Anyway, I'm checking this kid out and I'm like, you know what? Watch the stupid ass video today. And he's like, I don't know, probably like 20 and like just some like U of O dude. He's whatever. And I'm checking him out and then (laughs) I like pulled up the shirt and I'm like, okay, be honest. Do you think this looks like something an orphan would wear? And he was like, haha, like, I don't know. And like, it was all, it was like a non-issue. And I was like, okay, like it was just giving like Oliver Twist vibes for me. And he was just like not interested in the conversation. So I let it go, whatever. So tell me why, like, An hour later, at the end of the day, I get pulled aside and reprimanded for, quote, how uncomfortable I made that customer feel by talking about orphans. Because you never know. He could have been an orphan himself. And I'm like, you know what? I hope he's orphaned tonight. I hope his parents (laughs) die and he finds out tonight. Fuck you. I hate this fucking job. (laughs) 
The torture. <laughs> so then I felt like a crazy person and I was <laughs> I was going around to all my coworkers being like, if a Benny, like, if a salesperson asked you people. if this looks No no no. I was going around being like if to all my coworkers being like if someone asked you if this looked like an orphan would wear it, would you be offended by it? Would this offend you? If I asked you if little orphan Oliver would wear this, would you be deeply and personally offended inside, even if you were a goddamn orphan? God. The way that job drove me to the fucking edge. Buffalo Exchange That's employees all. simply don't understand <laughs> that age of men, clearly. Of course that's, guy, that's how that guy responded. If he responded any other way, he'd become, <laughs> I'd be like red flag. Like, <laughs> he clearly just didn't want to fuck as a man me. Like, if he was into me, banter at the cashier. Exactly, I was just proving my point. Yeah, that that he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> you turn, you turn to your manager. You're like, I told you he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, years off my fucking life, and I'm like, what about the fish movie? I was just oh trying to throw God. fish with him. And they're like, yeah, well, you did it wrong. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so I'm too depressed and I'm not funny in the right way. All right, you got it. <sighs> yeah, what was your question that's... about cigarettes, Nick? <laughs> Hold on. Do that... I smoke them? No. Do I got them? Yeah. That is another thing I liked about my job uh, that I had for 10 weeks <laughs> in the fall R.I.P. was... Um... Yeah, just being like, one, it's like not a customer job. And so like we like because there's like no customer interaction, I mean sometimes there's like talent coming in or whatever, but like because it's like you, every morning. Because <laughs> like, I, the talent's I here. walk into an empty office, I'm like, talent's arrived. Um so. <laughs> <laughs> You after getting fired? Let go, excuse me. You coming in with your gun? Talent's here! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't tell them my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Me when they bring the fucking wrecking ball to Buffalo Exchange and I'm operating it. Talent's here. <laughs> When's that happening, by the way? I've been like, y'all were supposed to be bulldozed months ago. Why are we still standing? They that to get you to Let it end. Um. Yeah, just uh, being... being not not having to worry about like putting on a face for a customer was like fantastic. Sexy. Yeah. I need to grab my laptop charger, so two second break. This is so not an interesting story, and if I <clears throat> tell it any less interesting than it happened, this is all getting cut, but I feel like you'll find it funny. Okay. Um whilst I was in LA, I because I work in Woodland Hills, and for anyone who's not familiar with the layout of LA, that's like forty minutes in the opposite direction of anything I do. I ordered a shirt for pickup at a free people that was like in Woodland Hills by where I work because that was convenient for leaving work. Long story short, when I went to pick it up, it wasn't ready. And I was like, that's fine. I'll go grab it another day when I'm at work. I ended up not going back into the office. So the like whole last three or four days of my trip turned into this, like, when can I make it work to swing through Woodland Hills to get this free people top? It did not end up happening until I was on my way out of Los Angeles on Saturday. And by the time I did, I did a like, I paid online and did like a pickup in store. Mm -hmm. And 
I later learned they were supposed to scan something when I came in to get it that they didn't do because yesterday I got a message that my order was canceled. And I'm like, yeah, tell that to the shirt in the back of my car. And I got a full refund. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's quite free people really giving meaning to their name. That is not how I imagined that story going. So worth it. Yeah, I could totally. It was worth the forty-five minute drive I, that, that in the is, direction of nothing. That is absolutely something I would steal do the shirt. first time I processed an online order. They had like a collective IQ of fifty in that store, so there was a lot of like, "What?" And I'm like, "I ordered online," and then being like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "I don't know the feature your website has." Not that they're like the website designers. They're the free people. Um, <laughs> We are I'm the, the free people. Um, I'm the free loader. What was the Stealing what was the shirt? The free people? It's this little like sheer lace shirt. It was not worth forty dollars, so I'm really glad it landed in my hands for free. Hell yeah. Um, should we t- free people is gonna listen to this and find my card information and charge me. Should- <laughs> <sighs> We could be so... The sky looks like a fucking pastel painting right now. Um, oh, isn't that nice? It really is. Um, should we talk about our drive? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Are you ready to process? Are you ready to heal? I like to yeah, ask that to before every... <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to heal? I... Because <laughs> if you're not ready to heal, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't want to heal. That dri- that drive felt healing. You know what I mean? Like my body. The way that would I was casually like, because um, I did. The way I was casually telling hours. people about that drive the next two days on set, and then being like, "Wait, what?" And me being like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess that is pretty ridiculous, but yeah." No. I mean, like, huh? No, it proved there was a, a strong story. disconnect that only you and I will understand. It proved a good story to my coworkers as well, so. Yeah. Um, so it all began. 4.58. Friday. <laughs> 4.15 if you're me. Yeah, let's start, Friday, let's start with the earliest. February 24th. Actually, I woke up then too because I needed, I still needed to pack. Jesus Christ. Okay, first of all, the rain in Los Angeles gets two thumbs down for me. I know like talking about the weather on my silly little podcast is not content anyone comes here for, but I packed my sluttiest little sundresses and my like little slips and, and cute little tops and skirts. And Megan texted me and she's like, you know, it's like cold and rainy here, like really cold. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It's probably like 75 degrees. And I was like all packed and ready to go. And then I was like, Megan doesn't up for myself. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust Californians talking about weather. If I hear one person be like, Burr, I'm so cold and it's 70 degrees. I'm going to start swinging. But then I had to repack because I trusted ye old Apple weather app. And yeah. it told me it was going to rain all fucking week. So I packed one sweatshirt and wore that for eight days until it was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> until I shit my pants. As you do. As <laughs> until I shit do. my sweatshirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought it was honestly so beautiful the night before too that I was like, okay, on three, we're both going to text an invisible text what time we want to leave tomorrow so that we didn't feel like we had to, like, compromise with the other the one. Options and were we three, both four, said 5 a.m. The options were 3, 4, and 5, for the record. 3, 4, and 5 a.m. 
for the record, when we took the Tesla, which we kind of planned on being like close to an 18 hour drive from Eugene to LA, we left at like 2.30. Yeah, we left very, very early and we still got here very late. Yeah, but I, you know, we anticipated it being 18 hours when we were leaving, when we were leaving on Friday, when we were leaving on Friday, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were anticipating like 13 or 14 hours, you know, Mm -hmm. also because I don't understand how trip check works. I've looked at that website since our drive and I'm still like, how are you bitches interpreting this? Why? I was like, I was looking at trip check all no, day. Why, I'm like, why are, do you speak that language? Why are moms obsessed with trip check? That website is so archaic. I don't know what's happening. I need to turn. Someone look into it. Someone needs to get to the bottom of what the fuck they put in trip check and why all of our moms are obsessed with it. Anyway, the morning starts. I pick Nicholas up at. Oh, I'm. God, uh, he can't do anything without me. He's fucking obsessed with me. Why are you so obsessed with me? Boy, I wanna lie in that you sex with me. Everybody knows. Such a creepy ass song. I don't You better have people obsessed with you if you're gonna put that out. You know what I mean? I'm really rocking like suburban alcoholic mom core in this robe that I insist on wearing every goddamn time we record. It's your recording oh, robe. We got better lighting. This is bad. Um. Anyway. Well, we can see you. That's important. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the lamp was on. Yes. You know my house so well. This just Back looks. Mm. Whatever. I mean, you can move. Anyway. No, I can't. I'm stuck. I'm right where you left me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're about to embark on quite a journey. I really love how much we're edging ourselves and the people. Okay, let's go. Okay, so four fifty. I roll up to Nick's house. He makes seventeen trips from the car to inside <laughs> and giving me the gay little one second finger every time he goes back and forth. He's like one sec, one sec, and then he like tiptoes back and forth. It was quite a sight to see. Um, Especially and at this when point, I'm, tired I'm very like, let's get on the road. When I'm when I'm like tired and freezing, I'm just like. Like, I'm in my gayest, like, pitter-patter waddle mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little Without sad. doxing Nick's mom, we get maybe, like, five, ten minutes down the road before Nick goes. We're, like, about to enter the highway. And he's like, Arnar, I don't have my apartment keys. And I'm like, you mean, like, to the apartment that I'm taking you to in Los Angeles? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you need those? And he goes, Yeah. So I flip a Yui in the middle of the fucking street. That's not true. I was on a one-way. I wouldn't have done that. Um, We have to go back and get his keys. And at that point, I'm like, oh, my God. Now we're not even going to get there until, like, 5.30 or 6 p.m. Because it's, like, 5.15, 5.20 in the morning. I'm like, oh, we're getting such a late start. Mm -hmm. But I didn't didn't voice that because I wanted to keep the vibes good. And I was like, this is out of my control. Thank you. This is in God's hands now. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to take the next part of the story? So, passing the baton. So we enter the freeway. So, so we're on I-5 and vibes are great, I would say, off the bat. Um, we decided um, 
that we're like vibes are great besides the fact that my windshield wiper fluid isn't working mm -hmm. i'm assuming because it was too cold and it was like potentially frozen because it was never a problem again but it's like slushy dirty snowing so i like literally cannot fucking see clary i'm gonna counter that that. was a little spooky i'm gonna counter that and say that was definitely part of the good vibes absolutely no that's a good point um way to see the positivity way to put a spin on it I don't know, like when something goes wrong, you kind of you kind of have something to like focus on getting annoyed at. Other That's than such the, a good like, point. We were very much like in it together. Yeah, this was a, this, this was yeah, totally to, co co pilots. <laughs> um, Hugely. Yeah. So we decide that we're like not going to get coffee until we get to the first rest stop, um, or the first gas station, and. But yeah, good vibes. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like the sun rose over these like snow-capped mountains and the road was like totally fine. Um and it was just like genuinely beautiful. Just a winter wonderland. Um and So then our winter wonderland comes to a screeching fucking halt quite literally when we are stopped and routed off of I5 in Ashland. And I was we talk try to about follow a little Letitia oh. at Discover. Oh, I forgot. Nick, so much happened. I fucking forgot about Letitia at Discover. <laughs> Put a pin in the shit I was saying. So we get to the first gas station and I hand the dude my card. And he says, broke. And he says, hey, it was declined. And I was like, could you try it's charging it? Because sometimes this happens where like, if you have like, a hundred something in your checking account or whatever and you try to get gas and then it like tries to like temporary charge you for like 300 or whatever like the maximum amount girl it's like what are we doing did that at urban wax if you didn't have double the amount in your account it would decline it and i'm like i'm if i'm getting a 60 dollar wax i'm expected to have 120 dollars have you ever thought about eating my entire dick the rage I have for that place. And I have to explain that to some broke-ass college girl as if I had more than 32 cents in my account. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately. That's crazy. I'm like, and you have $60. Have you ever thought about sharing with me the broke fucking receptionist? Did you have to explain that before they got charged? No, because it just wouldn't charge. I meant like as a... It just wouldn't go through. It would just decline. No, I mean... It would decline and they'd be like, no, I have money. I meant you didn't give them a heads up before trying to charge. No, I wasn't trying to like assume who had double the money in their account. I'm like, hey, you look broke as shit. Do you have $120? Looks like your service today is going to be 60. Hey, poor. You know Letitia would always have at least triple because she's good with money. Letitia's always prepared. Letitia wouldn't have embarked on the journey we did. Um, And so it keeps getting... give her free money. It gets declined even when I'm trying to like charge like $60 to it or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I guess the bank put a hold on it. So I go inside because it's freezing. So I go inside of the little mini mart and I'm just pacing around by the chocolate milk and the energy drinks and the soda and looking like a fucking cracked out yeah. freak <laughs> while I'm sitting in the you like, weren't even inside. <laughs> I'm just using my imagination. I was sitting outside eating my overnight oats, wondering if you'd been fucking kidnapped inside. It got to the point I assumed Oh my God. It's also the rest stop that I always forget doesn't have a real bathroom. And you go inside and you're like, do you guys have a restroom? And she goes, I have a porta potty outside. And I'm like, is it yours personally or may I use it? 
I've made this mistake before, but I was afraid that Nick got like trafficked at the porta potty, fell in. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was scared something happened to the point where I'm sitting in the car and I texted you, like, are you okay? And I'm like, or I think I said, where are you? Because once again, I'm like, oh my God, like now we're adding another like 30 minutes onto our drive. We're not going to get it until like 6.30. Oh, well. But I'm trying to not be annoyed because I'm like, you know what? Maybe Nick's taking a huge dump and like if he did get abducted, like, you know, I don't want that to be my last memory of you being like annoyed you're going to make me late. I think your last memory of me would be Nick got trafficked. <laughs> I'm like, his card got declined, and then he got trafficked. He was having a bad day. I'm like, how could this day get any worse? <laughs> and then over the my head. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then your trafficker's trying to take you south on I-5, and you get held up at the grapevine. <laughs> I escape and get in your car. You just kept driving. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. We meet in the snow. You just see like a burlap sack like hobbling to you in the brake lights of the snow coming down. <laughs> I'm like, you know what they say, if you love something, set it free. <laughs> but what did Letitia from Discover you love tell something, you when you were pacing the chocolate milk? You got to be careful with it. You might never get it again. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm always saying that. Clarice always said that. Clarice always said, when you love something, you got to be careful because you might never get it again. Y'all to be careful. Um, Oh my God. So I call Discover. I'm like, and I, this has happened so many times where I'm just like, hey, I think there's a hold on my account. Can you check it and lift it? And it's like, ideally. Do you remember that used to happen to me all the time where my account would get flagged as fraud and it would get shut off? It happened so many times that they had to send me a new card finally because it was happening on a like daily basis where I'd go to buy my like $2 latte and it would get declined. $2 latte. Yeah, right. My $7 latte and it would get declined. And I'd be like, what's happening here? And I'd call US Bank and they're like, we thought we saw something scary. We got worried for you. So we shut off. Are you okay? Ideally, it's less than a five minute process. Um, I well, you know what? Five minutes, 20 times. That fucking adds up. In my mind. Letitia. In my, in my mind, it seems like an easy fix on their end. Because it seems like it probably happens somewhat often. Um, and I get put on hold. I'm put on hold for like eight minutes and then the call. At this point, I think Nick's gone. And then the call just ends and like, I think five minutes into being on hold, I like, I was like, okay, whatever. I checked my text. I was just so paranoid about them like coming back and like me not knowing like while I was responding to you. Um, so then the call drops and I'm like, I'm going to lose, lose my mind. So I call back and I'm like, a, a different guy answers and I say, hey, I was speaking to this person before I was put on hold for like seven minutes and then the call like ended. You're like, give me Letitia or give me Jeff. It wasn't Letitia. I had yet to meet her. And oh, sorry. I explained to him that I think there's a hold on my card. And then he, this man, this Discover agent, and I'm a Discover stan. I think, I think they're fantastic. <laughs> Standing this, a bank, gay. This, so true. Um, this Rudy. guy. This, <laughs> this guy fucking says, and why do you think there's a hold on your card? And I'm like, why would I lie about this? <laughs> what? Is there an advantage You're to like, this? well, now that I think about it, I don't think there is. I'm like, oh shit. Like, he got me. <laughs> like, what? 
You're like, I woke up with a psychic feeling. I just feel like there's a hold on my guard. Can you check? Oh my God. And then I'm like, uh, cause do they pay this man to gaslight people? Like I'm what? at a gas station right now and my card's being declined and I know there's money in it. And he was like, okay, I'm going to transfer you to a specialist. And then two minutes later, I'm enter jo- Letitia. I'm joined on a call <laughs> with a specialist, a specialist technician for discover bank Good for her named Letitia. Um, and she introduced herself and then was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be right back. And then she, like, came back. And you're like, do you promise? And she was like, <laughs> she came back, like, under a minute and said, okay, it should all be taken care of now, so you should be good. You should be good. And so Letitia made it better, Um, you know, kind of that quality expert expert customer service that i look for in my banking <laughs> jesus christ uh, um, urban wax could take a take a lesson or two from oh discover God. and Letitia. their call centers are all in salt lake city it is always a person in salt lake city <laughs> huh. and they're I'm always like banking. hi discover bank this is Corey in salt lake city and I'm like, does all Salt Lake City work in Discover? Did you know there's a Discover, Discover Bank, Bank under the Mormon Salt Temple in Salt Lake City? Salt Lake. <laughs> Honestly, a banger. <clears throat> Once again, I've at this point, I'm like, that was the, the worst is over. And then we arrive in Ashland where we come to a screeching halt and our routed off of i5 and we followed the like detour signs without like it took me so long to put the pieces together of what was actually happening to us i like did not want or understand really that parts of i5 could close and you know what since then i've talked to people and they're like yeah they close parts of i5 all the time and i'm like okay well since fucking when no one told me that shit and you would think that in the year 2023 that i don't know freeway officials would have figured out how to like adapt when it's snowy or when there's like snow forecasted because it had been going on for days at that point anyway we take a what i thought was a detour down i'm not realizing the detour was just trying to lead us back onto i5 north but I was like, no, here we go. And I'm like going down some like residential asteroid before Nick's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. So we're like, okay, well, let's just try to get on in like the next on ramp going south. So we get there and Ashland. there's like, yeah, sorry, still in Ashland, but just like the next ramp, probably like two miles down oh, their right. like side street. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you should be. And there's like a line of cars who are starting to enter the ramp and then immediately turning around. And I was like, no, 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 no. And there was a man selling tires or chains on the side of the road. Selling chains, not tires. Just a trunk full of tires. (laughs) There was a man doing like full detailing and custom paint jobs. There was a hot spring. So I don't know how we put the pieces together, but at some point we realized that there was no entrance to the freeway for the time being. So I'm still like, well, you know what? They've got to open it up at some point. Like, we'll be fine. So we go to market of choice. We wander around. I try to poop. I'm unsuccessful. It's probably the stress, you know. 
Um, I buy some weird cardboard crackers that I ended up throwing away. That's so not important story. Um, we get back in the car and we tried to go back to that same, the like second on-ramp where there's a dude standing there who were like, hello, sir, what's he happening? Had, he had a reflective vest on, so he seemed like a you know, person. Yeah, sorry, person he wasn't just like wasn't just someone's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, who fucking knows? You can buy those reflective vests at most like I-5 gas stations. That feels like dad behavior. Maybe he took it upon himself. He's like, two people are getting hurt. I got to go out there and people are let him know. But we were like, hi. And he was like, where are you trying to go? And I was too embarrassed at that point to say Los Angeles, California, because that is an absurdly long drive. And I don't love to like get judgment from strangers when I'm like, yes, I am excited about this like 13 to 14 hour journey I'm taking. People are always like, well, it's such a long drive. Don't get tired. Really. They always like have stupid questions. And I like don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I'm like, Some people look, really I'm young and I'm like dumb. driving or road trips and other people like, don't mind it or enjoy it and the people who don't enjoy it are some of the like in that particular it's way a hell are so like unempathetic to the possibility that people might feel differently about it they like can't imagine not minding that long of a drive but what these people don't but know I'm like about a dog me. i'm it- like you get to see so much <laughs> Well, Nick's a dog and me, on the other hand, I don't do things I don't like. Like, so when someone's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, maybe I enjoy it. Like, do I look like someone who does things she doesn't enjoy? Get a fucking grip. <sighs> anyway, this man's like, yeah, it's closed. Well, he also asked us where we were trying to go. And I was like, California. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be vague. And yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, unless you're trying to go. Well, first he asked us if we were trying to go to Mount Ashland. And I'm like. Will that get us on the freeway? <laughs> Is that I was closer like, south? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, um, I don't know. But I like took a pause and was like, we're going to California. And he was like, oh, yeah, the freeway is like closed. So Nick and I are rerouting and ourselves. And we are presented with. Like, once again, what is trip check? <laughs> Why are moms obsessed with trip check? Have the trip check officials on this podcast. We can ask more questions. No, literally. I'm like, like, how do you know how to read these symbols? What is this 1991 website? And why am I being... And how has this not become like a billion dollar app? Nothing but respect for my president, Apple Maps. (laughs) Okay, but not being able to fucking search for a stop. They have things to improve on. Don't get me wrong. That was insane. Don't get me wrong. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Apple Maps. Our choices were either like go back to Eugene, which for me, once I made it to Ashland, which I realize is only like two and a half, three hours away, that's there's like that's like the point of no return. I'm not I personally wouldn't turn around from there. We're not quitting. So we're presented with go like Add three hours to the drive and take like the 101 coastal highway or what we chose, which honestly, so proud of our decision making skills because I was like, yep, we're doing that. I don't know why we went back up like, I don't know, a couple miles and then down through Klamath Falls. Yeah, we went we went back up to Medford and then went east. We were about to embark on the most terrifying experience (laughs) of my personal little life. 
Um, because immediately the car popped up with these like check engine, um, anti-skid brake, like a bunch of little warning things, which is like an all, error all that the car them. does. <laughs> the, the car also. That's a quirk the car has. The car also, the battery dies really easily. And so I have like a portable jumper. So the following chain of events happen on the side of a like rural ass fucking highway pulled over on FaceTime with Ryan, trying to get him to walk me through how to use these devices. He tells me to, we have like a code reader thing so you can clear the check engine and like those things so it doesn't fuck with the car. Because the car will like, I don't know, drive bad if it thinks it has those things on. I don't fully understand it. I'm a girl. I'm pretty like, once again, I do things that I enjoy. I don't do things that are unpleasant. So I'm putting the thing in. I'm trying to read it. Nick steps out of the car and then I smell a waft of marijuana and I'm like, great. He's going to be entirely unhelpful for the foreseeable future. I thought, I honestly thought that that was the most helpful thing I could do in that moment. That was definitely very helpful. I, I thought doing nothing so, was the best choice. I was like, I so will get in the when way. Using, <laughs> when using the code reader, that drains the battery. So once I've cleared the codes and I try to turn the car on, immediately the car dies. And I have to jump this car on the side of the road. And I'm like, damn, how could this get any worse? But you know what? We made it work. We get back in the car, no check engine and a working a working battery. And I'm like, okay, let's fucking, let's boogie. So once again, beautiful, like rural highway, all these like old barns and there's like snow on the trees and it's so beautiful. And then suddenly the road turns to straight ice. And we were like, this is fine. Clary was like, so like, how do I know if the four wheel drives on? I'm like, I think, I think it's just on, right? It like, why would it not? Why would it not be? Is there a, is there, should it, should it be? Still never got an answer. Should, should. We never slid. So then we spend the next roughly 200 miles with no service going about 30 miles an hour over just like an ice covered road where you couldn't really see the lanes. And at that point I'm like, I shouldn't express how absolutely fucking petrified I am right now because that's not going to help anyone. And it was one of those, like, not to be so cheesy, but it was like the only way out is through. I mean. Because especially once we got like. Where else are we supposed to I don't. <laughs> are we supposed to wait? Exactly. For it to thaw? Yeah. We, we'll get to LA <laughs> by May. Like, like, Jesus. We walk. We're like blowing on it. We're trying to use our hot breath. <laughs> Me defrosting <laughs> the Klamath Falls Highway. But but that was kind of the problem is like once we started, I'm like, oh, I mean, if it maps us this way, the roads have to be clear at some point, right? So I kept thinking like the ice is about to end. And then once it had been like a while of it, I was like, damn, I wish this wasn't happening. But once again, the only other way out is back through the ice. Like or I can just keel over and die. Like, I don't really have a choice. I have to drive through it somehow. And as I've stated before, I don't like doing things I don't like. So I had no choice but to face my biggest fear. 
<laughs> doing things that make me go. Mm. And honestly, guys, I was having a pretty grand time at this point. I it was it was a great vibe. It was unbelievably. For... Can I? It was like unbelievably pretty and like scenic. These massive trees with like the occasional like gust <laughs> gust of wind and they would dump snow upon us and I'm like <laughs> and then like the whole tree would shake and then like a lot of snow would kind of like shift away from the tree but kind of still retain the shape for a second and then like start to like kind of curve into the road and then we would like drive into it and it's then so it was beautiful. like and then for like a brief second it feels like you're in a whole ass blizzard and then you come out the other side but really it was well because like we should mention that it wasn't actively snowing like it was just it was ice sunny. on the ground yeah. it was so beautiful it was like for as like spooked as i was i was having a grand old time mm-hmm. and we were having like beautiful conversation and it was yeah as i Beyonce's said then there are very few people <laughs> It's stuck in my head right now to this day. So true. Like, there's very few people I would have gone through this experience with and, like, willingly. All and of our you're patrons. top of the list. You, patrons, are top of our list. You, freeloaders, bottom of the fucking barrel. No, we definitely both were like, we we're like, okay, going into this, like, this needs to be a success for our friendship. And the Lord tested us. And but there- we personally, like, there wasn't even any, like, the lord tried to throw the elements at us and we're like actually we're gonna have zero issues no and we were literally like what's next fireballs like because we (laughs) faced every goddamn element nick on the way back there and the way the drive back up someone in like ashland medford area had a massive like burn pile they were doing and i drove through a cloud of smoke and i'm like the fire's here (laughs) like the fire found me what happened next? I I don't really remember. Um, the next well, point. eventually we get to Reading, and then we're on I five, and we're straight cruising. What a beautiful moment! We're straight cruising for like eight hours, and like nothing very memorable happened. Um, was that when it was? Was that when the rain started? Yeah, it was raining the entire. No, it rained the entire time, starting in Reading. And it was like pretty intense rain. The first half was like okay, and then it got dark, and it got way harder. And then we we saw a flashing sign that said, gusty winds ahead, which feels way too whimsical. (laughs) What did you say? You were like, what sort of like gay ass like city official? It's like highway patrol guy is like, what's a good word for a lot? (laughs) Intense. Gusty. How would you guys describe wind? Like blowing? Mm, no, maybe like gusty. It is a whimsical ass word. No, it's like gu- <laughs> but I think no, it's a, a gusty winds ahead. And I was like, I can't wait to see these gusty winds. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And then we had our Chipotle incident where I literally just wanted a bowl of rice and they refused to give it to me. That's crazy. Right? I had another. Chipotle incident while I was in Los Angeles where they were out of literally everything. Nightmare. Like I've never seen such a de- depleted Chipotle. Most of it looked like someone had come in and robbed them of their I've, of their fresh I've seen Chipotle's fresh goods. that were closed that closed early because they were like out of ingredients. Like why didn't they do Well, that? this one should have. Yeah, that's insane. If you also like trapped me into it. They like started to make my food 
And then they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're out of everything. And I was like, it was too late. <laughs> I wasn't going to get out of line. So then you got double steak. You were like. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, all we have is a bowl of steak and the crustiest looking queso I've ever seen in my life. And it developed a like shell on top. The, like, I'm like, film, mm. the film on top of the queso. And it's like hardens into that like orange. No, it's like. No, that's exactly what it looks like, Nick. The Qdoba case. I, God, I remember in high school, people were like, Qdoba or Chipotle. And I was like, mucho gusto, because I'm gay. And I, <laughs> gay people love mucho gusto. Um, no, it's for everyone. Um, but, I re- God, I remember this kid in high school. Such an inclusive space. I remember this kid in high school being, being like, uh, well, Qdoba has the queso. Qdoba has the queso. And I was like, what's queso? And he was like, it's like melted cheese and stuff. And I was like, okay. And I've honestly never really been like a melted cheese on its own kind of guy. Like the only, like there, there. Oh, you don't have melted cheese snack? Like, I don't know how to explain it, but something about like, something about like dipping cheese kind of grossed me out. I like fondue. Which I know is that, but like some like nachos. I never loved nachos. I I I don't know. Okay, here's the here's the question. Here's yeah, a question. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on nachos that are like shredded cheese that has been melted? That's great. Yeah, and I've gotten. Over I agree. My not my nacho phobia. <laughs> I'm nacho phobic. I I I'm not. I have no, no interest. If in I it. ever made, but I get what you're saying. If I ever queso, made it, then, boo, then fondue, yes. But I remember getting queso and I was like, this literally tastes like vomit. And then Chipo- it looks like vomit. And Chipotle came out with it and I was like, oh, like maybe it'll be better. Like I'll probably still not like it. And then I tried it and I'm like, is this literally the same shit? Oh, yay. Not a queso. Guy. One day Mitra Gusto is going to come out with one and it's going to be good. Yeah. Have they missed? No, never. But I, I challenge each and every one of you. <laughs> patrons and freeloaders alike to go to a chipotle and say can i just get a side of rice like just rice and they're gonna hand you one of those like little like dressing cups the kind of cups that if you get like a small side of guacamole it comes in and they're gonna say uh we're only allowed to put it in this and i'm gonna say you're gonna give me what two ounces of like a dressing cup yeah it's like okay i'll take 10 of those and can i also get a bowl to pour them into. And so I said, okay, never mind. Really hurt my feelings. But the worst hadn't, the worst was yet to come, you know. So true. When we arrived at the grapevine. So then we. <sighs> Does anyone listening not know what the grapevine is? Because I didn't know what it was until I drove to LA. Yeah, might as well. Um, So the grapevine is essentially. Explain its lore. From like. Redding to the Oregon California border, like that is all like very mountainous and like kind of windy, uh, for the most part. Um, Redding to LA is for the most part very, very straight and one long road, very, very straight and not a whole lot of elevation changing. Um, it's pretty much just like, yeah. Like flat and straight for the most part, and then the Oregon to Reading part like sometimes feels like I'm in a video game. I'm like, 
know, and no, I'm like up like and down. It's like a roller coaster, like the Grants Pass area. I'm like, I'm like, who decides? Like, how dodging semis. I'm like, we are not strict enough with giving out licenses for like how difficult this is, especially at night. I'm like, the road's turning at some point. Can't wait to find out when. Um, so the grapevine, the grapevine, when you get to the, uh, like the final 90 minutes of the drive down into Los Angeles off I-5, um, the grapevine is like the mountains north of LA County. And so essentially you're just like winding through those for like 90 minutes. Um, which is kind of like a cool feature of the drive in a way. Um, it adds a little spice to the end of the drive. You know, yeah. you've been going straight. It's, a, it's been it's a pretty marker. boring. You pass all the factory farms. You get bummed out looking at the cows. And then suddenly you're at the base of a hill, a winding hill. And they a say climb, hill. motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so when we roll up. But it's, it's a landmark both traveling into and out of LA when you get when mm-hmm. you get out of the grapevine you're like here we go you know yeah oh my god is it Dan either home? way dance home um um where's your going with this oh but we arrive at the base and sorry before we hit I don't know sorry let me start that over again so about like I don't know two three miles before we hit the grapevine there was one of those similar to the gay ass gusty wind sign <laughs> one that said something like what did it say? It was like highway patrol escort on yeah. grapevine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't see it, and Nick, which is Nick exactly like, the type of customer service I expect when I'm traveling south on the grapevine. The type, the type. Amen. Of top, I need someone to hold my hand. Top tier quality care from our boys. Walk in me blue. through it. Yeah. I need and a policeman to walk me up the grapevine. <laughs> the kind of customer service I expect out of a podcasting co-host is one who looks at me after he sees that sign and says, hey, did you see that sign? And I said, no, what it say? And he says, I just want to prepare you. <laughs> There's going to be a highway patrol escort up the grapevine, whatever the fuck that means. And I said, thanks, bestie. <laughs> so we arrive at the foot and a light <laughs> pitter patter of snow is falling and I had previously, like earlier in the drive, given this monologue about how like every time it snows somewhere it usually doesn't or like it's a like really hot summer, you get a like influx of, I don't know, annoying, what are they called? Infographic posts and just like people on the internet being like, this is global warming. Don't enjoy the fucking snow. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, can I please go make a snow angel? I can't like reverse the effects of global warming in a day. Sorry. But by the time we hit this point, I was like, disgusted. (laughs) We were like literally becoming what's her face. God, I just forgot her name. What's her name? Greta. Yeah. Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I am disgusted. I don't know what you called her. <laughs> it's like you have stolen our childhood. <laughs> you have stolen our snow days. Um <laughs> but you've stolen my grapevine. Um You have closed my grapevine. <laughs> Nick spoilers. Okay, so there's about like five lanes of traffic at four or five, I don't know, going south. We're probably the third lane from the left and like seven to 10 cars back. And we're probably about like 
oh, I don't know, 50 yards from the like part of the freeway where like a cop will sit where you can make like an emergency turn if you like desperately need to go north for whatever reason to get back to Hammoth Falls. But we were at the front of the line, like. We were pretty close. That's what I'm saying. We were like seven-ish cars back. We weren't like. But I was surprised. I was like, damn, did we really like just miss it? I know. Yeah. So yeah, we guess we just assumed that we had missed the last convoy and we're waiting because <laughs> we could see other cars coming down north. So we're like, well, it's not like and close. Like a lot. It's my dumb fucking like bird brain after I-5 has been, <laughs> been closed in Ashland. I'm like, well, they can't close the grapevine. Like what are they going to close <laughs> the freeway? The way that I refuse, like I just don't learn. I like refuse to believe that they could possibly shut down a major chunk of freeway. How long do you think we sat in traffic, though? I would say between an hour and 90 minutes. Okay, and then what hour were we approaching? Um, It was hour 19, and it got into hour 20, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was like the tail end of 18, and by the time we were out, it was like 20. Yeah, that sounds right. It also, I don't know if you felt this way at all, but I felt kind of claustrophobic because I'm like, yeah, no, like, I was like, where, where are we supposed to go once the ice has melted? <laughs> so then, so then my little Apple Maps, who I'm so loyal to, comes up with a notification <laughs> that says the grapevine has closed. Closed. Shut down. Grapevine. You may not enter. Grape, no. <laughs> no, Vine. And then my heart sunk. Because also, at this point, what time was it? Was it like 11 or 12? It was 11. We like got there like end of 9. Between 9.30. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to be at work at 8.30 the next morning. And so I was just like, are we ever going to make it? Yeah, and then I was like, I think the best course of action would be to, like, take this free U-turn they Kill got ourselves. going on here and go to stay at a hotel at the at the Tejon Ranch. <laughs> you stepped up like such a man once again. You really <laughs> put on your, like, heterosexual pants and were like, I'm booking us a hotel. And I was like, mm, do I have to put out? I'm like, don't tell Ryan. What happens to the Tejon Ranch stays at the Tejon Ranch. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to take me shopping at the outlets in the morning? <laughs> Putting out uh, would mean recording in the hotel room. Oh, God. <laughs> the events that transpired directly after are still so confusing to me because we started to like... Not a lot of logic. No. The best way I can explain what happened is that other people were also getting the same like, <laughs> the grapevine has closed notifications. And we're like slowly starting to get all the way over left to pop a Yui and I don't know, go to the Tejon Ranch yeah. apartments. Dude, I bet it was a party. I bet it was a party at that like holiday inn. I know. There's a part of me that wishes we could have experienced it, but also Everyone's like, let's I stay up all night. <laughs> I bet there was so much drugs. We were probably doing tons of cocaine. Oh, we missed out on Tejon Ranch Coke. That would be hmm. I would have done it. No, I'm just like, it's an interesting, like, premise for a movie. Um, okay, continue. Can I get, like, idea credits for putting that little, little nugget in your brain? The idea of a bunch of people snowed out 
going to a hotel. I think that's a mutually lived experience. No, I came out with it! Um, so, like, we kind of started to get over into the left lane to make our Yui to get to our cocaine hotel. And it's just, like, everything's happening pretty slowly, but also, like, very quickly. Because suddenly... A bunch of snowplows are coming north, like down the grapevine, and we like look up like it's the fucking stampede scene in like Lion King. Like these snowplows, no, they were leading, like it was like, a bunch. Like snow, like these like ten like muscular boxy snowplows, like just really coming through. Uh, and Nick once with, again like, being super heterosexual. A I'm him. like. Well, do you think it'll be clear by five in the morning when we need to get on the road? And he's like, yeah, they're getting the snowplows on it right now. It'll definitely be clear. And I was like, thank you. You've eased my troubles once again. My worries are, are so far from here. Now let's go to the Tejon Ranch. <laughs> but then suddenly the like cop car that's, I don't know, surprise, navigating surprise at the- Surprise Beyonce performance at the Holiday Inn at the Tejon Ranch. <laughs> How y'all doing tonight? Mister. They flew her out. How'd she get there? How'd she get over the grapevine? She ran. A helicopter. She ran. Mm. <laughs> she ran over the I leaped over the grapevine. <laughs> I leapt. I've been <laughs> I've been leaping over grapevines my whole life. <laughs> it's like Beyonce, what? <laughs> okay, but then the cop at the like bottom of the grapevine starts saying something out of his little cop megaphone we're getting like blah, 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 blah. and i'm like I'm mickey like, what's much, he saying should i roll down my window we pay for this shit because i can't hear a thing <laughs> what he was like, I'm like how many of my tax dollars are going to this do you think we could up the budget <laughs> and i'm like you got it officer i'm like go go like, refund the police if we're, I don't know, getting them better megaphones. <laughs> refund police megaphones. We just need Get to be able to hear them better. Systems. We just need to be able to hear them better. Exactly. We're really not reading into the subtext. Maybe there'd be a lot less that's police what, violence if we didn't hear. That's why, that's why we need, like, high-quality megaphones, which my dad, like, actually, it's crazy. He, like, owns a company that, like, sells them. Oh my god, no way. Do you think he's going to partner with the cops? The Tehan police? Like, <laughs> Tehan police is partnered with Bose. <laughs> like, <laughs> to provide next in class. Tehan police officer. Oh my god. Tehan PD. They don't need to say anything oh. louder than a whisper. And every citizen will hear. This, this is just when the details were a little bit blurry even as they were happening. Because, I remember it pretty clearly. Yeah, but the the, the my brain didn't want to pro like I was so confused. Where I'm like, wait, is it opening again? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, traffic is moving up the grapevine, and we have finessed our way to the like fourth, fifth place in line, and we are leading the charge up the grapevine. <laughs> like these snowplows, like like sprinted, like talk about running up that hill. Like they fucking bolted up that hill like it was nothing maybe they like, knew something we didn't know about the Tejon ranch best western maybe they knew something deadly was gonna happen and like wanted to make sure we were safe needed to get us to la and then some patrol cars like followed them and then it was just like a conga line of like crossovers 
and sedans and like guys like so we're like fifth in line and then like maybe two minutes up the hill we're going like hysterically slowly like we could easily walk back to the bottom of the hill if we needed to (laughs) and like the second (laughs) the second car (laughs) it's like starting to turn the road starting to like turn a little bit and so like the right side of the road we're on the left side the right side of the road is like lower elevation or like less high than our side so there's like a slant on the road and the second car (laughs) like continuing to move forward just like starts sliding (laughs) perpendicular like out of line and like literally everyone just kept going and then two minutes later, it happened like the fourth call. <laughs> they just like slid away and we just went past and we we're like, hope they're okay. And, and then it I was, was like, so scary. I was like, driving and, past and them. Fewer, like, like, it was, I mean, it was saying that like white Dodge car. I forget what it's called, but seeing that one just like slide out with like the fully black windows was pretty funny. What are you doing in a little sedan trying to hike up the grapevine in these conditions? Like, me and my four-wheel drive. Me and my possibly four-wheel drive. Me and my probably four-wheel drive. Me and my, I have no evidence to believe I wasn't in four-wheel drive. (laughs) No, haunting. Especially because there's, like, no streetlights. So we're, like, being fully guided by the snowplows and just, like, watching the cars slide away and we're, like... Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Hope you make it out. Hope you make it out alive. That was about that. I mean, that's essentially the, yeah, no, the whole then we got story. To the, well, then we got to the top, which is higher elevation. And it was raining in a, high, in a higher temperature. And I was, uh, that was weird. Um, but then we were pretty much able to just keep going. Yeah, that was yeah. when our real, like, Greta Thunberg. I keep wanting to call her Greta Gerwig. <laughs> My real they climate share, activist. They share similar values. <laughs> I bet Greta Thunberg loves Lady Bird. It's, her, it's my favorite movie. She <laughs> sound like a seventy-five-year-old smoke. Why you sound like Bjork? <laughs> Bjork's actually her grandmother. Um, what? And that? And that kid? That was Bjork. <laughs> and that little girl. But I made it to work by eight thirty the next day. Yeah, it was a twenty-one and a half hour experience. And I think we're better for it. Totally. <laughs> I know the funny part too is when I like have told the story to people and they're like, oh my God, like I cannot believe you went through it. And I'm like, no, it was really fun. Like I had a good time. Yeah, no, I'm like, I was. They're like, huh, are you okay? I was like exhausted after, but I like had fun. But I feel Nick like... sitting in the passenger seat for 21 and a half hours complaining about being tired. No, literally. I was I'm like, like I'm what exhausted. if I ask you to get out and walk? He's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, close your eyes, bitch. Mainly because I got like four hours of sleep the night before. It was as did I. I like went to sleep at like ten, or I went to bed at ten, and then I just like kept telling myself, "I'm like, I gotta go to sleep." Oh my god! How was your ride? Excellent. Good. Hooray! I thought that was in my apartment. <laughs> he might be if he runs fast enough. If he leaps. If you wait twenty-one and a half hours. Oh my god, I got so like hyped telling that story. I'm like sleepy now. <laughs> it's like we went through it all over. We were originally gonna do like a second by second recreation. <laughs> we were also gonna record I wish we on I five, um, but 
Um, it was pouring rain so hard that we could hardly hear each other. Oh my God. I guess well, my luck didn't get any better for a couple of days though, because the next morning when I was desperately trying to get to this shoot at eight 30, I slept in. Oh my God. I was, I tried to wake up at seven and I slept through my alarm, woke up at seven 45 after I got in at two, mind you slept on the couch, woke up and I was like, Oh shit, I have to leave in like 30 minutes. So I'm like rushing to try to get ready and be quiet. And because I'm a freak and don't carry a purse also, Without doxing Megan, I was like parked at her apartment, but just like kind of down the street. And Megan has so like have fully posted where she lives. Yeah. Right. But like, it's my responsibility to like try to keep her like, on. Should we give I mean? her location? Should we? Mm, guys, why did send us twenty bucks? I'm and like, we'll like, well, she's posted location. it, so it's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, go find her. Send her something. Like, oh my god, she would love that. Send her her favorite takeout and a bottle of wine. But the next day I'm like trying to get out. Um, I have my keys in my pocket. I have my wallet and phone in hand. And it is a torrential downpour. And my boss is texting me, can you pick up baby oil and pens on the way there? And I'm literally responding like, yeah, I might be a little late. And as I do that, I realize my keys are no longer in my pocket. And I'm already, like, comically wet. Like, it's rom-com level rain where, like, my hair is all wet and, like, the front of my jeans are soaking. And I was like, okay, well, I'm already going to be late because I have to go buy fucking baby oil. Um, that kind of is good, are. though. Because it's like, I was late because I no, it No, it was, it was perfect. Um, also, Megan is asleep at this point. And so I'm like, okay, I'm locked out of the apartment. Really hope I brought my keys down with me. So I'm now pacing back and forth, maybe a quarter mile. I'm so bad at measuring miles. I would assume about that. Back and forth between my car and her apartment, desperately trying to find my missing keys. And it gets to the point where I'm like, and I'm just like soaked. And literally my boss is texting me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the pens. Any like preference on baby oil brand? Like a literal psychopath. I'm like, I might not even make it there. And she was like, I know how to use Uber. And it gets to the point where I'm like, well, I hopped over a puddle. They must be in this puddle. So I made the decision to just barehandedly start digging through puddles <laughs> like the local grifter that I fucking am. I am like, and they weren't just like puddles. It was like gutter puddles yeah, where the yeah. like, the gutters weren't draining fast enough. So water was building up and I'm straight up like bent over, sopping wet, just like splashing around in gutter puddles trying to find keys they weren't there so i'm like starting the to gutter panic. girl has haunted la brea ever since <laughs> <laughs> the gutter girl of los angeles as i'm like wiping the gutter water off of my pants and texting megan i'm like ha huh, are you awake i find my keys in a pile of mud and like sprigs of grass and then I go to Target to buy baby oil looking wet and disheveled. <laughs> and the Target security guard is like, and then I found someone's ID outside and I had to go back in and hand it to him. I'm like, I think this is someone's ID. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm also like, why did I say I think it's someone's ID? Like, it's so clearly someone's ID. Ryan? <laughs> it's like, do, did I ever tell you about the fraternity 
I don't know if this is true. At like Washington University. Can you let him stop making noise before you tell me about this? You told me about the frat. I can't hear it. Do you want this back? You told me about the frat where they would like tell them to kill a puppy and then the whole goal was that they would band together and be like, book this frat and not kill the puppy. And then one place they like did. That is the story. Oh. <laughs> Do they make them dig through puddles afterwards? <laughs> I don't know if either of those things are true at all. I'm not here to tell the truth. <laughs> uh, my question is, where are they getting these puppies? Because puppies cost money. It's a great question. But these guys also have a lot of money. Like, fraternities are, like, expensive to be. Dude, and imagine also, like, killing Birdie. Fraternities have, like, budgets for, like... Puppies? No, for, I mean, for, like, uh, pledging and, like, initiation and stuff. I like so, the idea that they have a dog budget. They're like, all right, we Bro, gotta, we've gone really over budget this month. Oh my god, set 900 aside for the puppy. It's gotta be real fucking cute, Tyler, Okay. The last one, <laughs> the last one was so goddamn ugly. I would have killed that. Um, <laughs> maybe the dog. Do you any rollover just, puppy budget? I really want a fifteen hundred dollar million mini Australian Shepherd. Maybe the dog was just real. <laughs> <laughs> That's a part of the test. They're like, look how cute this dog is. Okay, don't kill it. Whatever you do, or I mean, you have to kill it. You have to. Fuck! I already forgot how the thing goes. Oh my god! That's how little I care about frats. Sorry, I don't care about your experience. <laughs> I knew. Uh, <laughs> no, I just love how, like, even in your... I love the, the secrecy that they're shrouded in, <laughs> even, even in, like, adulthood. No, I mean, like, that's, like, that's, like, always been, The like, gayest part? That's always been, like, the, the funnest part, because, like, it doesn't really mean anything if you, like, kind of don't keep it going, you know? Like... Maybe that will change as I get older, but for now I'm just like, yeah. And it's not even because I like really care. It's more just like, I know I would feel better, like just being like, yeah, like some stuff happened, maybe. Because <laughs> also it it makes people curious, you know. And I gotta leave them wanting more always. I was gonna say also, I feel like the older we get, the more people don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Like when we were like 23, 24, people were like, well, what happened? What'd you do? And you're like, I don't know, some stuff happened. And once you're like nearing 30 everyone's like yeah okay man you like fingered each other's asses no. like i don't give a fuck <laughs> well no i mean part of it is also because i like i know that the like the, the not knowing for the person wondering is like a much more enjoyable experience than like actually knowing because most of it literally is like pretty boring and stupid and like not like except for all the puppies you killed and, and the brother we had to eat um <laughs> no like it's just it, 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 literally it, nothing there doesn't feel like anything worth being like i need to, i need to tell my story like i not nothing like that at all um, you don't need to come forth and like speak your truth no because i mean chapman last i heard chap <laughs> truth to be spoken last i heard chapman like doesn't even like want fraternities like on campus anymore i don't um, blame him <laughs> and i don't blame them but chapman all to me at least always seemed like very 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 strict um it always seems very like frat positive to me like everyone there is in a frat like what are you bitches supposed to do if there's no frats no like 20 to 30 percent of guys are in fraternities at least when i went 
Um, but like 70% of girls are in sororities. Okay, well, maybe that's the statistic I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, but no, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a valid argument to be there. Um, to, to be there. Uh, to that. Um, but I think like, un- I mean, unfortunately, I think like regardless of fraternities being on campus or not, I think men that age are gonna be killing puppies are gonna do awful shit um and like maybe fraternities like kind of help like facilitate that environment um absolutely it's obviously. like pack mentality yeah yeah when you get a bunch of wild yeah. unneutered dogs in the same room they're all gonna want to fuck and do coke and kill other dogs <laughs> yeah but i guess my point is more like it'd be nice if we could like stop trying to um treat symptoms and kind of more treat like the root cause i guess like what is like the i mean obviously there's so much research about this um that i could go dive deep into but like what is the root cause of like sexual violence of like men against women sure like why is that i mean literally appeared like throughout history um it's like yeah i I, I, like try not to think about it because it freaks me out um but like what i mean i also have less of a, like on? an emotional tie to like frick greek life i mean if the whole mm-hmm. operation was euthanized overnight i would feel nothing no of course i mean so i think like for me for me i'm a little bit more able to be like whatever i don't like sure shut it down i don't give a fuck yeah. <laughs> i'm not the one who's gonna get like emotional about it you'd be the but... first one to board up the windows be the one with the wrecking ball at Tridel. <laughs> you bitches weren't nice to me. Yeah, probably because they weren't nice to me. That's why I'm like so anti-Greek life. Like if you guys had just been fucking nice and inviting, maybe I would like still be a recruitment head. Like I know what anything I'm saying means. What? Alaska you're a podcaster. Yeah, unfortunately. I could be working for Tridel Nationals. You missed out. Those bitches were nice to me. And my big told me if I didn't live in the house, I'd be a nobody. Like that one bitch from her class, Spencer. Who even is that? Do you guys know who she is? No, no one knows who she is because she didn't live in. And I'm like, so you mean I need to live in with 60 girls who don't like me or know my name in order for them to love me? Hmm. So once again, patreon.com <laughs> slash brain cell girls. Um, Clary's Instagram is Clary J. Smith. Mine is Nick Curl. Is this you wrapping it up for us? <laughs> Damn, Nick never wants to be the one to end. And today the turns have tabled. No, I've been really, really, really sick since like Thursday. Um, you have? Yeah. Like really atrociously, but not um, not like... The s- kind where you shit your pants on I-5? No, not like sinusy or coughing or sore throat or anything, but just like really, really achy mm-hmm. and like in a lot of pain and like I get cold really really easily and then I like layer up and then I start sweating and it's like really bad um and like not hungry at all like totally lost my appetite it was like awful like I spent pretty- do you have COVID? I don't think so but I should definitely take a test um yeah yeah you should take a test because you're just, like describing COVID oh okay cool I'll do that um I, I like have I like haven't left the house uh, I spent like all weekend like on the couch Bessie. But no, yeah, I'll go take um, a test. I'll get back to you guys. 
on that update. Yeah, let us know. I mean, let me know if you need anything. Does, does it sound like the voice of someone who has COVID? Huh? I can't wait to put like, yes. <laughs> I think it sounds like the voice of a really beautiful and cool person. Literally, stop it. So no, like I would literally stop. never lie to you. No, because like I would like would literally stop. never lie to you. No, I know that. Okay? It's just like, it's just, like really. It's sweet. just like hard to hear. No, it's it. just like really sweet. It's just like hard to accept that love that you think you don't deserve. No, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. I'll see you next week.